Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 6 of Ben's Learning Lounge, it's great to have you back. So today we're going to be talking about well-being and a bit about mental health as well. It's obviously a topic which might come into fruition a little bit more at the moment in quarantine and we're going to be talking about it with Mr Lewis Marriott, who some of you may know from being the Campaigns and Communications Officer for Lancaster University Students' Union of this year. We're going to be talking about self-care, his Don't Lose Your Cool campaign, which is really interesting that went out to thousands of students all about mental health and as well as keeping calm in quarantine, keeping your cool, all that type of stuff. Now just so you know this is one of the first podcasts recorded uh, actually over a month ago now but it is of course still relevant to today so I still hope it's just as interesting and engaging as it was at the time. Now just a quick disclaimer here that we are not professionals in the topic. Lewis has certainly had his experience in the field but we are not your doctor, we're not your therapist. We're just here to give a bit of advice about our own experiences, a bit of a discussion about that and just see where the conversation goes. Now of course this podcast is a fundraiser for Mind which is very topical towards this episode. If you'd like to give to them please go to Just Giving dot com slash fundraising slash Ben's Learning Lounge. One more time, that's just giving dot com slash fundraising slash Ben's Learning Lounge. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Lewis. Thanks again for saying that you'll be on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Hi, Ben. No worries. Now, I'm quite interested in your sort of background, really, because I know you work in, I think it's campaigns and communications, right, at the uni, and you've sort of managed to put a, a well-being spin on that, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm currently uh, Vice President Campaigns and Communications of um, Lancaster University Students' Union. Um, it's a really interesting role, to be honest, because like, a few other student unions around the country have like a, a VP sort of media role who is like the editor-in-chief of the newspaper, is like the station manager. Um, and that is sort of like a part of my role. But it's sort of like throughout the years, um, it kind of depends on what you're interested in really. So, you know, in the past it has been like a student media sort of editor-in-chief, sort of like has, you know, gone to this role and they've been really interested in the student, me- uh, student media side of it. Whereas I've been sort of more interested in like the, the campaign side of it. And something I've always been really passionate about is mental health and well-being. Um, from when I was on the JCR, I think I've always just really tried to sort of push and, um, you know, lobby the university to improve and really focus on it a lot more. Yeah, so I've, uh, this year I've launched my uh, Don't Lose Your Cool campaign. And that has a, a focus on like self-care and like well-being and looking after yourself. Because I think, because I sort of went down the route originally of like trying to, you know, lobby the university to have like more counsellors to sort of improve the waiting time. Mm. But things like that take years years and years and years to sort of put into motion because it's it's more, a lot more holistic than I originally um, realised. So we, we had like a meeting with the counselling service and we were like, you know, students are waiting like far too long, waiting three weeks, shouldn't be waiting that long. And then they were like, well, we have we have literally no room to sort of see students. We, we Our counsellors are literally, you know, they have nowhere to meet them. We have, we're having to meet like library pods, we're having to meet like basically almost like broom cupboards. Like, wow. So I sort of tried to go down a different route of sort of, looking after your own, you know, mental health and well-being. Because everyone does have, like, low moods, everyone has, like, low days. So just making sure that problem sort of doesn't exacerbate, so you actually need that counselling service. I like it. So it's sort of like an almost, it's a sort of a, a system that you can put into place yourself, which, you know, might stop you from needing those services or, or might sort of help you along those services in the first place. Especially, like, as you yeah, mentioned, definitely. because for those who don't know that, your, your sort of term uh, only lasts a year, right? It does, yeah. So I finish at the end of June. So I've only got two months left. Right. So the, this Don't Lose Your Cool campaign, I'm really interested in this because obviously this is sort of some stuff which has had to go out to, to really it's gone out to thousands of, of people so what kind of advice or, or what kind of ideas does that campaign bring to the forefront um, yeah so just sort of like looking after yourself you know really focusing on self-care because I think like times like this even though 
like we have a lot of free time at the moment. I think it's very easy to forget about really basic things like, you know, getting dressed every day, getting up, like washing yourself, um, actually like really looking after yourself, going for a walk. And I think little things like that are really important to remind people of. But then also trying to remind people of like, you know, some days it's great to sort of like learn a skill, try and learn language, but other days to just sort of like watch Netflix and just eat like rubbish food is fine. But you need to make sure that you're having like sort of a balance of days where you can just be lazy and also days where you are productive. Yeah, I think that's brilliant, really. And, and great advice, because I think a lot of people, especially it's great advice during this time when everyone's stuck inside. I'm quite guilty myself of sort of overworking and, you know, or not even always overworking, just always having that pressure in the back of my mind. You know, it's like when you got an essay due and you always know, you, you know, you oh, should be definitely. getting on with it. It's I'm, I don't go to uni anymore, but it's definitely like that for me of just wanting to get on with something. But to give yourself that permission sometimes to just to lay back and, and sort of have a bit of a you day is brilliant. Oh, 100%. It's so important. And I think, but yeah, just really sort of prioritizing that. But then also, I've been, um, like, during this period, obviously, regardless of how, you know, good your mental health and well-being was before the pandemic, it is really likely to, you know, have caused some strain because, obviously, we're sort of, like, I've gone home, but we're obviously in, like, new environments that we weren't expecting. We're obviously around the same people all the time. So, sort of, like, regardless of how well your well-being was before, just to encourage people to use services such as, like, SilverClouds, which is, like, an online service. SilverCloud? Silver Cloud, yeah. So that's something that the the, the mental health and wellbeing counsellors at the university um, provide to students. You can talk to sort of counsellors online. It's a really good service. I definitely recommend it to anyone who's sort of you know struggling. Right, and is that a service open to more than just people at our university? Um, I think I know for students it's free because the university pays to it, but I think. I don't actually know how much it costs, but I assume it's not that expensive. Yeah, but at least it's it's something there which is still available for people. Definitely, yeah. And like using, but there's so many free services out there, like um, wellbeing apps like Headspace and Mind. Um, you know, they all do provide really, really great information that I just encourage anyone who's sort of struggling to really reach out and find. Yeah, talking about services too, I think it's it's worth knowing that um, this sort of whole podcast series that I'm doing is actually sort of a fundraiser for the charity Mind. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, so it, I thought it was a great time, you know, for people during this period. It's it's a lot of these podcasts about sort of learning new skills or going into new areas, but as well, it, it's all about, at the end of the day, looking after yourself, which is great that you're on because it's also reminding people that it's okay to not <laughs> overwork yourself. 100%. And they do also have their own page for information. If you want to go to mind.org.uk slash information dash support slash coronavirus, you'll find some information there, which is perfect really about managing to keep your mental health in check during this time, which is, I think is, is great that it's there. And obviously me and Lewis don't want to give any advice as if we are experts within the field, we can only really direct you to, to certain things. So yeah, hopefully that's, that's going to be helpful for some people. And I think that's such an important message because I feel like, um, we, we often get that problem with like welfare officers um, who work for, like the, the student union from that like, JCR to student union welfare officers. They are not like mental health trained. They're not like counsellors. They are really just there to sort of signpost those services to you. Yeah, I mean, especially when I think a lot of people who sort of have these, at least, you know, because I've, I've had a history of things like depression and also more recently chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, I now take medication for depression and that's that sort of well-managed. But there is sort of a, a time when, you're a little bit too scared to do a bit of looking around yourself, at least for me, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, is it going to be that serious? So it, it's brilliant because 
when you have that ability to talk to people at the start, if you do have that ability, I think it really opens you up to start uh, looking more into what services are actually available for it because you feel a little bit more comfortable after talking to someone about it. Oh, 100%. Like, I think one of the hardest things to do with sort of mental health is actually just sort of having that first conversation and actually talking about it. And I think talking about your mental health is so important. And I think it's something that, especially amongst amongst men, is that sort of just like pushed away and sort of like ignored and just kind of like disregarded. But it is so important that, you know, everyone has mental health. Like everyone should be looking after their mental health, whether that's like, like you said, like making a podcast, you know, putting on a face mask. Like it's so important to actually look after. It's just as important as physical health tell you what i've been doing recently which has actually been really helpful i've actually started doing yoga oh cool yeah so for the past month i've been doing a bit of yoga twice a day for 15 minutes it's a nice little app called down dog which i use and i also recommend that to people because i can't believe it lewis you know when people say like oh you know this can help you your sort of dopamine levels or whatever from doing these stretches you know I, i didn't really understand the link i thought well how can stretching and all that really have a link but I've noticed it daily when I do these do these routines and I go through them properly I do notice a, a definite benefit in how I'm feeling just from doing some stretches yeah honestly 100% like um, something I used to I used to always skip breakfast I used to be like I've not got time for breakfast I've been too rushed and then actually like taking the time for myself every morning to actually you know just eat breakfast like it makes you feel so much better and like little things like you know doing yoga every day can really really improve your mood it can really help your mental health so just sort of yeah like taking time for yourself and doing stuff like that definitely recommend taking time doing lots of uh, lots of little things which you might not already think of i mean you mentioned too i don't know if you've used headspace yourself but god i found that uh, i used to find that an amazing app when i started using it oh yeah it was so good i always use it before i go to bed because i think it really just helps you sort of drift into that mood of like getting to sleep um it's so important i also used to work uh while Lewis worked at the students' union, I was working at the university. So <laughs> sort of on, on battle. Yeah, sort of a little bit of a battle. But what I'd do with during my lunch breaks, I would often sort of take time out to then go through a headspace routine just to sort of calm my mind down. And it just works wonders. I mean, people who don't know about meditation or haven't tried it, it's definitely worth getting yourself a, a dabble in there and just seeing what it's all about. Definitely. It's so important. And I think another thing that's honestly so important that I've really tried to do mm-hmm. is that obviously like, part of my role is like the communication side of it and obviously you did like marketing i think we're living like a world where we're constantly on our phones but actually just taking a day or you know once a week or like an, an evening off just from your phone like it makes you feel so much better yes yeah oh 100 percent. i mean i've only ever to be honest with you i've only ever had two detox days in the past two years it's still it's still, because I'm, it's I still am, good yeah i think it's so hard to really just switch off from the, the outside world because I think we, we do have such bad like FOMO, especially during these times where everyone just wants to know what other people are doing. And I think it can just be so hard just to actually just switch it off. Because mm-hmm. like last night we, we had a lot of news within the students' union and there's a lot going on online. And I just had to say to myself, I was like, right, it's eight o'clock now. I, I'm going to switch my phone off. I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to sit with my mum and dad. I'm just going to chill out. I, I don't need it anymore. And yeah, and it, yeah. it did just make me feel so much better like this morning waking up. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've, I noticed similar things. Um, for example, sometimes I'm going on these, and I think many people can relate these sort of YouTube black holes, you know, where you just end up going from video to video. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought to myself for a second, I was like, I'm not even watching these. I'm mindlessly listening. And I don't even want to listen to them. I'm just listening to them so I'm not silent on my own. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, honestly, I, I'm exactly the same. Like, I listen to YouTube videos all the time, just sort of like a new voice in the room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Once you switch that off and you sort of think, okay, well, what actually do, do I want to do? Well, I do want to uh, make sure that I've got my, my dishes done or something like that. I'll mm. do that for a bit and switch off. And you're sort of alone with your mind for a bit. I'll tell you what, everyone, it's not as scary as you might think, at least for <laughs> me. I mean, I've, I used to find it frightening to be alone with my own thoughts, but it's, uh, it's actually can be quite peaceful. Yeah, no, I definitely, I totally agree. I think it's important just sort of, you know, when you are in that black hole, like sometimes I'll do it. Like I'll, I've started watching Jane the Virgin, and I, I think I watched like six episodes in one day, and it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I, like, I started off really enjoying it, and now I'm just, I'm literally, it's completely unfazed by it, like it's not even affecting me, so I was like, just turn it off, have a think, like go for a walk, listen to music, and then come back, and it was really good, and I started enjoying it again, but actually just taking that time to sort of have a breather and... Yeah. Yes. I saw a therapist for a little while and probably I say the best bit of advice she gave me uh, was just to sort of, if I'm a bit worried about, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts going on in my head and maybe I'm going to sleep. I'm listening to music and wake up in the morning. I'm listening to music to sort of have myself a dedicated one hour or even just half an hour, or even just 10 minutes in the day where you, you are just on your own and you just let your mind think because you can call that your dedicated thinking time. You can sort of get through some of those problems which you might be ignoring or might be putting off and then you can go about your rest of your day and it sort of stops that feeling in the back of your head that you know you've got something niggling there definitely that's really great advice yeah 100 percent. just taking some time to really think about focus on yourself regroup your thoughts and yeah you you'll be feeling 10 times better within no time well hopefully hopefully yeah another question i've got for you is obviously uh, your, your term hasn't ended yet but you've had experience with this don't lose your cool campaign and this silver cloud thing is there anything that you particularly learned through this experience that you didn't know before you you've sort of gotten to the, the world of mental health and well-being at the students union i think just sort of like because one thing i used to always do I, I really never used to sort of focus on myself i used to always be like I, I don't know and actually encouraging people to take time out themselves has kind of meant that i'm taking time out myself to sort of you know focus on things I think I really enjoy sort of being creative and actually, like you said, just sort of switching off, spending time to think about like how, how this improves students, like what can I do? And yeah, just taking that time out to be creative is something I definitely really enjoy. Um, that's something I've really learned to sort of do. That's great advice for everyone to sort of follow too. At least I've noticed, and, and I'm not as involved in the circles as you, but there seems to be a bit more of a prevalence now for more talks about mental health and more talks about well-being, more than I've sort of been used to. I think more than society maybe has been used to. And I was wondering if you think that the, there's a trend there. Do you think there's a there's a change in the idea of stigma? Uh, what do you think? Oh, definitely. Because like like my, my dad even made a comment the other day. He was like, oh, you know. Like the mental health seems definitely like be on the rise these days, and it's like, well, well, no. Everyone has always had mental health. Like even in even his day, even a hundred years before him, it's just yeah. that now we're more comfortable talking about it. But then I, I kind of think I, I think we sort of like the university culture. It's very difficult because I think there is often a lot of people saying, you know, uh, about that mental health, the importance of it. But then I think at times it's almost like we forget about mental health, like with Caroline Flack, for example, what happened was absolutely awful. But I think seeing people just seem to almost forget that, you know, others do have mental health as well. Uh, like we sort of living too harsh really, where sometimes it's really emphasised and encouraged to look after yourself. And then other times it's really disappointingly just sort of forgotten about. And that's something I've really felt as like a, a full-time officer this year. I think people seem to almost at times forget that we have mental health as well. People kind of just see us as like, these people that are kind of untouchable and they can just sort of say anything about and that, you know, but we, we do read comments, like they, they do hurt your feelings, but you just kind of have to think, you know, it's not that deep. What if, uh, what if Dutch back, you know, 
sort of build the bridge and get over it. But yeah, it, it's, it is a really difficult one, sort of. What would you say is the bridge there for you? Because obviously there's there's a sort there is a balance there because there's a sort of an element of you don't want to all the people's comments to necessarily get to you too much and obviously there is an element of malice uh, especially when it comes to uh, online behavior of people feeling a, l- a little bit invincible on there when they say things but how do you keep that balance between being able to take criticism constructively but also not letting the negative comments get to you i think sometimes it's just important to really switch off and like just kind of because i used to always be sort of liking like lang sessions and things like that just like anonymous comments where people just write anything they want because, like you said, they're untouchable, they don't care because they are completely behind a mask. And at the start of the year, you know, I was constantly reading them and they were really upsetting me to it. I was getting really upset by them. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I don't need it, just switch off. Yeah, and it's made me feel so much better because, you know, people, like, obviously don't send me them, people don't really tag me in them, unless they're, like, positive, which is obviously great. But, yeah, just actually sort of removing yourself from the situation can be really important sometimes. Yeah, especially amongst the age now when when everything is on the internet and if we like it or not, there are things out there which I think we've all seen even about ourselves on these anonymous pages that might not always be pleasant or people leave a comment on something public, you know, maybe um, people use sites like Reddit or Twitter and sites on there. I think people can really get berated with people who do think they're invincible and I think, like you said, it's important to not let that get to you too much, you know, you got to understand when people are trying to uh, support you with their comments and when people are trying to get you down and, and never confuse those two things definitely no that's so important yeah but i think because i think we always start to say like the word like like toxic relationships like when it is you know awful like when you aren't enjoying your friendship group you have to sort of just distance yourself from them but like i've tried to do that this year with like you know anonymous pages and things like that just to because I, I don't need that negativity like it it makes me feel bad mm-hmm. about myself. Obviously, I'm more than happy for like constructive criticism. If people think I can improve anywhere, like I, I love stuff like that. But you know, just like nasty sort of sticks and stones kind of situations, I just kind of switch off. Brilliant. And I think what else while you're switching off is is also a good time is to um, is to talk to friends because sometimes they're a great grounding base, aren't they? I mean, sometimes oh, if I'm going going through some kind of debacle or something like that and you know maybe it's, an, it's some, some kind of public thing they're brilliant because they can sort of bring your head back down to reality so you know where you're actually standing where your two feet are and you can sort of work from there I mean if sometimes you, if you've got a you need a great friend which you can really trust and if they sometimes tell you you're being a bit out of order then you can sort of trust that belief right but sometimes they'll tell you look don't worry about it what you're hearing on there it's not true it's not representative and I think it's difficult too in university culture because especially one like Lancaster University which which don't get me wrong it has its benefits but when you're on a campus and there's that element of almost everyone knowing you it almost feels like everything you do especially in a role like yours can easily cause some kind of stir up in in the public in the public eye right oh no definitely that is 100% the best advice I've heard all day you know just really trusting your friends you know saying like am I being an asshole like I remember last year I had an argument with my one of my housemates and it was like oh, it wasn't really silly like I basically burnt a pot towel and then <laughs> I, I was sort of I kind of got defensive I was like oh no no blah blah and then I actually said you know am, am I in the wrong here and everyone was like yeah it was like you know sometimes it's just important to just be like I'm really sorry but yeah, definitely, I, I do agree that just sort of falling back on your friends, trusting their opinion, because obviously they they don't they want the best for you. They don't want like you to you know be embarrassed or be sort of ridiculed. No, of course, and people are as well struggling there too. If they if you don't have many contacts or many friends, it does sound 
very cheesy, but it, I think there is an element of truth in this. And for people I know is to, is to really try your best and find like-minded people. If it means joining clubs, obviously going to university can be a great experience for that, but, or go to obviously a family member. I mean, they're always going to be, a lot of them are tend to be there for you, um, hopefully. So as long as you can find someone, I think who can sort of help ground you and look at you in a caring way but not in an unrealistic way they're, they're going to be a great great base definitely 100 percent. and i think like recommending societies like i really found i remember I, I did swimming in like my second year and I, I didn't really enjoy it that much like like i went and people were nice to me like obviously people weren't rude but i never really felt like i found my culture because y'all could be like fitness and i just weren't really into that and then i joined the jcr like, mm. at the end of my second year and it was like the best thing i ever did because I met people who were like like-minded, who were like passionate about politics, passionate about you know improving the student experience, which was something that I was always really really interested in. So yeah, definitely recommend sort of you know finding your tribe somewhere. Well, on sort of a similar note, on you finding people and things like that, has there been any times when you've be there for your friends when they've had certain certain problems themselves that might sort of jeopardise their own mental health? Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like especially in third year, you know that is so hard on you on your like mental health because you obviously want to do like well with your dissertation you know you want it to be perfect and then sometimes you get bad results and sometimes you know shit happens and so you just have to support your friends through that well how, how would you say would be a good way of of going about that at least from from your own experience because i think the there might be friends listening who and obviously again we're not experts but there might be friends listening who might have no idea how if their friend they're obviously down but they're not too sure how to deal with that do you have any sort of advice from that angle i remember reading one time i think it's called what was it it was like algae and it was like how to look after someone who's like in a low mood an acronym but i can't even remember it but it was basically just like not being condescending just trying to be sort of understanding of their situation because i think at times you know people just want someone to rant to they're not they're not after criticism they're not after advice at times like other times obviously sometimes it is great to offer your friends some help and advice but other times you just want someone to rant to like especially like about like exams and things like that like you are realistically not going to change anything with their exam but you know you can always rant about things like that but like, i always use to my parents like whenever anything would go wrong i just ring my mum i'd be like mum this has happened and i just wanted her to listen i didn't really want her to offer me any advice i just wanted to sort of work it out in my own head what was going on and yeah I, I would always find it really helpful yeah I mean you're completely right there I've certainly fell in the trap before of when they're not asking me for advice they just want to talk about something mm. sometimes you can get carried away of thinking about you know ways you can solve it and, and things you can do to make it better because obviously you want that person to be better but sometimes definitely it is it is important definitely. for that person who might not have had the opportunity to just get it out of the system just say all the problems that they're having you know just let them really have that moment with you where you just sort of nod uh, and let them get it out and then afterwards you can talk to them about advice but I think you're right that 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 initial period of letting them get it off the chest is a very important stage yeah no 100% I totally agree yeah I think because like one of my friends before you know I basically had to change something in regards to like Facebook and things like that and she wasn't happy that I did it without asking her mm. and it's obviously at times you just have to apologize and that's, that's all you can do really, you know, if you've made a mistake then you just have to apologise and, and hope they just forgive you for that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you, and it takes, it takes a lot, I think, to apologise too. And 
it's it's funny how much actually I've noticed in in my life currently. I mean, one thing I've noticed that's very important in a relationship, at least, and especially now, is to be able to apologize or for them to apologize because that really brings that stress level down. Because sometimes with friends or with people you know, there can be that sort of that hum of of awkwardness or something around them because you both know you've had some kind of debacle or whatever, and mm-hmm. no one's really resolved anything. So I think it's important for for your own mental health. It's just about being proud, isn't it? it it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just about, you know, it's pride when you can't say, you know, look back and reflect on what you've done and say, you know what, I'm really sorry. And I think but making mistakes is so inevitable. I think it's it's so easy in hindsight to be like, oh, you know, hindsight is a really wonderful thing. And I think that's something I've definitely noticed this year as, as an officer is that every single mistake, it's almost like people pick apart and criticise. But it's like, well, you know, if you think you could do a better job, then bring yourself like, you know, these elections are open to anyone. Like, if you really think that like you, you could change what I've done this year, then you've got the perfect opportunity to. It's, it's sort, of, sort of taking that negativity as well and putting it in a constructive way. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with people thinking if they want to give it a go, just to try it out themselves rather than hating on the person doing it. Obviously, again, you can have your constructive criticisms, but I think ultimately, if you want to make that change yourself, then, you know, the world's your oyster. Definitely. And I think, sorry, going back to what you said before, I think I've learned from this role, is that... You know, everyone makes mistakes. Like it's so easy to make, especially when you've got you know your first full-time job ever. But then at times, just sort of holding your hands up and apologising for what you've done, and just saying, "I'm really sorry I made that mistake, but please forgive me. I'm still learning." That's great. Yeah, thanks for that, Lewis. And and sort of coming on to a last thing, just out of just out of my own personal interest, when I mentioned that I do a bit of yoga, is there anything, any kind of well-being things which you put into practice nowadays, which maybe you didn't a couple of years ago? I didn't a couple of years ago. To be honest, when I was like in sixth form, I never really take care of my parents. Like I, I was never like I had clean clothes and yeah, I don't know. I, I never used really, like look after. Like it sounds really strange, but I never used to do any like skincare. I never used to like, brush my hair. I never used to bother with things like that. She sort of like was like, oh well, I don't really care what my appearance is. But taking pride in your appearance, like going to work every day, feeling your best, looking good, and it, it really does boost your mood. Like even you know, even sitting in a lecture theatre, don't go in like your pajamas or. Like I used to literally go in search in my pajamas. So I was like, well, I don't care anyway. No way. Well, you you weren't in Boland, were you? I was in County, so I literally used to walk. A lot of my stuff was in Leica. So I'd like put my track pants like over my pajamas <laughs> and then, yeah, it was all just stupid. But then it really brings on your mood because then I was like getting back into bed. Whereas now I try and like, when I used to go to work, obviously we work from home now, but I'd like get up, have a shower, have my breakfast, go to work and then try and like be productive, not just get into bed, which I used to always do. And then I'd nap and then I'd like be awake all night and then just, yeah. So I tried just to be more have a routine and try to stick to it. Yeah, the, the idea of a routine is very important and you really do stick to a routine more too, I think, when there's that sort of saying, isn't there, about dress like the, the person you want to be or I get way more done at home. Admittedly, right now I'm wearing a jumper, but at least it's not pajamas, even though I'm not going out anywhere. If you're able to, you know, just put on something a bit smarter. Maybe if you want to get some work done, it can really change the mood. Um, I've heard some great advice too about about this kind of stuff, which is slightly off tangent, but there was a great, I think it's called CPG Grey, who who made a video the other day that's CPG Grey on YouTube and it was about having during this time different workstations and, and different areas of doing stuff to separate your house into zones so you don't end up losing your routine because you might be wanting to work and then you actually want to play some games and then you actually want to exercise so to sort of if you separate that out in, in your mental area around your house you're more likely to take those areas a little bit more seriously. 
hundred percent. I totally recommend that because I've been working. So obviously, I sleep in my, my bedroom, and then I've been working in the conservatory Brilliant. downstairs because my mum's also working from home. So she's been working in the kitchen. But just to have that like space to myself, sort of like do my work, and it has been so productive. And then like five o'clock, I've been like, right, I'm finished now for the day. I'm gonna go back into the kitchen and go back to my bedroom. Yeah, so definitely recommend that advice. And and just before we wrap up, Lewis, do you have any uh, little last minute things you want people to to take away from this nice little episode of the of the Ben's Learning Lounge podcast? Um, I'm not sure really. Just sort of put yourself first and foremost. I think it's so important to look after yourself especially during this difficult time, really focusing on your, your mental health and well-being because, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you need to, obviously, friends are great and, like, advice is great, but you have to be willing to take on that advice and listen to it. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I completely agree with that, and it's something which I think we all forget, so I really hope that's something that people can bring forward. But thank you so much for that, Lewis. I appreciate you, you being part of the podcast and you doing this episode. And Oh, no worries. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's great, and uh, I think you know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be very happy to have heard this. Uh, and that link that I mentioned before about support for coronavirus times is uh, minds.org.uk slash information dash support slash coronavirus. Obviously, if you just type in mind coronavirus, virus it'll come up to so there's that thanks again lewis and uh yeah hopefully talk again soon okay see you later